What's really exciting about this business cycle, Steve, and what we call a super cycle, is it's not just a normal business cycle. Okay, stocks are cheap. The economy's going to start growing with less inflation. Instead, we've got this really special transformational technological change called artificial intelligence. And we think that's what where the super, if you will, uh, cycle part of that term comes from. Um, and I would even suggest that it's similar to what we experienced in the 1990s. On this episode of Early Bird, James Demert, founder and chief investment officer of Main Street Research. James joins the podcast today to talk about a new AI tech-led super cycle and bull market leading the Dow Jones to 100,000 points, plus a prediction from James about the markets in 2024. If you're an investor looking to stay on top of the latest market trends, then you're listening to the right podcast. This is Early Bird, and I'm your host, Stephen Lerner. Before we get to today's discussion, let me tell you how you can save time and beat the market through Early Bird, a free daily email newsletter featuring commentary about the latest trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and equity crowdfunding. Early Bird is designed to help individual and non-professional investors stay on top of all of the critical investing trends. The newsletter is 100% free and is sent to your email box each weekday morning. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, today's discussion. All right, James, welcome to the Early Bird Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Steve. Thank you. Well, thank you for coming. Today, we're going to be talking about the AI trend in the stock market, how it might lead to a continued bull market with the Dow Jones eventually reaching 100,000 points. But before we get to that, James, um, in about 30 seconds or less, what should the audience know about you and your background? Thanks, Steve. I think uh, probably the most important thing is um, I'll be in my 40th year managing money uh, coming next January. So holy cow, I've been doing this for a long time. And um, I'm the founder and chief investment officer of Main Street Research, which uh, is a company I started in 1993. Uh, so that was uh, just a little over 30 years ago. And we invest uh, for families and foundations uh, who want to grow their wealth, but more importantly also or equally they want to manage risk along the way. So uh, they want to grow, 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 but they want to make sure that they're mitigating risk in those really bad markets that come along uh, every once in a while. Well, that's, that sounds like you have a lot of experience, especially because you've been doing this for such a long time. I'm sure after all those years, you're making this prediction of, of the Dow Jones hitting 100,000 points in the future. Right now, Dow Jones is at around 38,000, and that's a record. Um, when do you see it reaching 100,000 points in the future? Yeah, it sounds like a startling number, right? We're, we're, we're targeting 100,000 on the Dow, NASDAQ at 50,000. And if you think about it, these are triples in the value of these stock indexes. And uh, we think that that's possible over the next 7 to 10 years. Uh, and it's really based on our whole theory that uh, we've entered a new business cycle, but not just a normal new business cycle, uh, what we call, like you mentioned, a super cycle. 
Mm. Uh, What do you mean by super cycle, James? Yeah, well, you know, um, you sort of have to go back a little bit here for the set up a backdrop. Uh, We had a, a very difficult stock market, as most investors know, in 2022 into 23 because we had that high rate of inflation. We had the Fed really adamant about bringing it down by raising rates like crazy. That's why most people can't get a mortgage that's less than 7% these days. And and that was really that transition from the, the previous business cycle, right, to now what I would call a new business cycle. And, and, and where new business cycles come from is when you have a disequilibrium, like the inflation rate being high and the market being high to all of a sudden the market went down, what, 30% and the NASDAQ down 40%. And the Fed now has gotten inflation from 10%, which was too high, down to less than three. So that that really sets the tone for what we would call a new business cycle and a new bull market. Stocks are now cheaper than they were, right, at the height in 2021. The Fed is finished. Um, And that's usually where you start to get Okay, investors come back to the market, as you can see in, in the recent months, you've seen a little bit of that already starting in the economy being very resilient. What's really exciting about this business cycle, Steve, and what we call a super cycle is it's not just a normal business cycle. Okay, stocks are cheap. The economy's going to start growing with less inflation. Instead, we've got this really special transformational technological change called artificial intelligence. And we think that's what where the super, if you will, uh, cycle part of that term comes from. Um, and I would even suggest that it's similar to what we experienced in the 1990s. Oh, with the dot-com bubble? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and I think that's important. You know, if we think about the 1990s, we had a, we had a, we had a super cycle. We had an economy that became very uh, like kind of known for its productivity growth mostly because of the internet and the stock market soared throughout the 1990s but how it ended was terribly and we would suggest this might be very similar there could be a very i would say multi-year period of very uh, productive and profitable stock markets and a much more productive economy uh, but all these markets and, and i've written three books on this subject my last one called wall street lessons it's about market psychology, all these really powerful business cycles and very powerful bull markets, like we say, now up to 100,000, uh, that, that level, usually leads to, you know, sort of the greed factor being too high, bubbles starting to be created, um, and so they, they tend to end badly. The really important message I would have for investors today is that we're on the early part of this cycle. We're really at the beginning of this cycle. So yes, Keep an eye out later on if we get anywhere near Dow 100,000 or NASDAQ 50,000. You know, that's probably where you're really going to have to check in. Are stocks really worth that price or have investors just gotten too excited? Mm. I see what you're saying there um, in terms of where we are in the market. James, going back to one of your earlier points, you talked about the Fed, and I I don't mean to make this into a Fed show right now, but you you mentioned that the Fed is done what they're doing, referring to raising interest rates. Um, It does seem that we're going to see high interest rates for some time, at least for the the majority of this year going into next year maybe. Um, are, are, are you still hopeful that we're going to see lower rates soon and that might be a, a boon for the stock market, particularly these technology names? 
You know, there really has been so much talk about the Fed in the last couple of years, Steve, and, and you and I know, you know, normally we, we don't talk about the Fed so much, but obviously we have to for, for a certain reason with inflation. Um, we think the Fed is out of the way, and that that's, I think investors should probably really not focus on the Fed uh, really at all and recognize that in the beginning of any new business cycle, which is where we are, and again, we call it a super cycle, what really drives stocks is earnings. We don't really, you know, the, the market doesn't need the Fed here. And we've even argued it's possible the Fed, although many people think they might cut rates this year, we've argued that, A, we don't think the market needs it. Earnings can drive the market higher without the Fed cutting rates. But we do realize eventually they will. And I think that's something investors should not be shy about being in the market here, A, beginning of a business cycle, and B, the Fed will eventually, yes, lower rates and that will be an additional tailwind to what's already driving the market which is really corporate profits you've got very strong corporate profits uh, in the last quarter or two and, and so you're obviously pretty bullish about the way things are going you said in the next seven to ten years you expect the dow to reach one hundred thousand points uh for context most uh analysts in the market probably wouldn't say that number to be that high in the next seven to ten years. Um, this year, though, what, what what is your prediction for the Dow and in the Nasdaq? How will they finish twenty twenty four? Good question. Um, you know, it's it's easier to say what's going to happen in seven years than it is in seven <laughs> months when we have left. So, uh, but we think that you know here. Uh, you know, the Dow is, uh, let's say, uh, 38,000 or so, right? Uh, we think, can the Dow uh, go up 15% this year? Just based on earnings alone, let's say the Fed doesn't even cut much. Uh, we think that's certainly possible. So, uh, you know, we think this year for indexes, uh, certainly up 10 to 18% for the larger indexes. And frankly, we think the NASDAQ could be even higher. Oh, wow. So, so. Uh, you're expecting another good year in 2024, as we just had 2023, and that was also a good year. And you think it's really the AI, uh, the AI hype, I don't want to call it hype, but what the AI uh, feeling in technology that's sort of driving um, rates higher. That's how you sort of see it? Yeah, I mean, I think that investors, you know, a lot of people say, well, gosh, 23 was so good. How could 24 actually be as good as that? Mm-hmm. And, and we have to keep in mind, as we all kind of now are aware, in 2023, seven or eight stocks, right, the magnificent AI stocks, really dragged all those indexes up. Most stocks didn't do much at all in 2023. What does that mean? Most stocks are cheap. Most stocks, frankly, are trading at PEs of 15, 15 and a half. In fact, the financials are at 11 and 12. These are historically low price earnings ratios, which shows value in most of the market. And we think that this is the year where, yes, AI tech type companies will perform best, but this is also the year where the market broadens out and investors start to recognize, wow, AI is not gonna just affect technology stocks, it's gonna affect healthcare, we should own healthcare stocks. It's gonna affect industrial companies, we should own industrial companies. So the market starts to really turn into what I would call a healthier bull market, where you have a broad rise, in all sectors, not just tech. Good point. When we return, we'll hear from James about what investors should do in 2024 and his response to critics 
who say that the price of the AI boom is already baked into the market. But first, let me tell you how you can become a more informed investor through Early Bird, a free daily email newsletter. Early Bird has commentary on the latest events and trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and crowdfunding. With Early Bird's daily weekday email, investors can quickly stay on top of the trends and beat the market. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, back to today's discussion. So James, today we're talking about the new AI tech-led super cycle in the bull market leading to the Dow Jones reaching 100,000 points someday. I want to talk a bit about the bull case for AI. A recent survey of executives from McKinsey found that 40% plan to increase their investments in generative AI. Are surveys like that giving you hope that AI will continue to expand and help those businesses who use AI, but of course the sellers who are in the market? Yeah, that, that, that's good data, Steve. And, and you know, we, we, we listen to corporate conference calls, not just the tech companies, but let's say healthcare companies, you know, and, and this is something that you're hearing on all corporate conference calls when they release earnings or they're talking about their outlook. It's this, this vision of how can we harness this transformational technology to do more with the same money infrastructure that we have. And that's really why AI can be um, a lead to a lot more productivity growth for corporate profits and also the economy as a whole. So uh, AI is being talked about in surveys, like you mentioned. We're hearing it on conference calls when companies talk about growing their business. And uh, let's face it, I mean, in a way, uh, it's an arms race. Every company wants to have as many of these fast chips to kind of get to this uh, goal of being one of the faster growing companies. So, uh, and then you have a new business cycle, which makes it a really healthy time. You know, many companies in the last couple of years have cut costs with inflation high and the economy questionable. So you had a lot of cost cutting. A lot of companies now have really clean balance sheets, new business cycle, and they've got that money to go out and invest in what will make them grow faster, which is going to be AI technology. No, that makes sense. Uh, that's certainly where we're headed. Um, I wanted to play devil's advocate for a second, James. Uh, some people might say, especially those who are a bit more bearish on the growth related to AI, they might say, well, the hype of AI is already baked into the price uh, for some of these stocks. It's already baked in that they're going to grow their sales because of the use of AI. Uh, well, what do you say to some of those critics who might look at the market and say that the price is already baked in? Well, you know, markets kind of need uh, that. You know, if everybody's bullish, then that seems where you go back to that comment you made earlier where you get that bubble. And there is a very uh, healthy dose of pessimism out there. And markets, particularly in certain sectors like AI, they climb walls of worry. And it's important that you have sort of the skeptics along the way. Our feeling is... If you really look at the data, and I'll just use an example. Let's use NVIDIA, like the godfather of AI and the fastest chip. You know, every time people think the price earnings is too high, they come out with earnings that are just so spectacular that the PE's actually been shrinking every time they report. So valuations are important. I know investors look at the price 
oh, wow, that stock's tripled, and they immediately think it can't go up more. Well, if you look at the underlying revenue growth and the earnings growth, sometimes it's justified. Yeah, that, that absolutely makes sense when you look at some of these stocks. NVIDIA included some of the chips. Uh, but at, to your earlier point, even healthcare companies are certainly going to benefit from the inclusion of AI, specifically generative AI. You could say that about nearly every industry. Um, James, so let's say you're an investor and you're looking at the market right now and you're, he and you're hearing this conversation that we're having. Um, what do you think investors should do as they're looking at the market and they're seeing, okay, the market might go sideways some days in 2024. Um, there's certainly a lot of hype around AI. How much should we believe? What, what would you say to those investors who are sort of looking at the market right now and wondering what they should do? Yeah, I think that's an important question, and, and what they shouldn't do is nothing. I, I think that's what investors do. They, if you're, if you're, you know, obviously, if you're fully invested, there's not much you need to do. I think that's probably a good place to be. When I say fully invested, hey, do your financial planning, recognize how much risk you need to take, and you know, figure out whether you should be fifty percent stock, eighty percent, a hundred percent. But you know, good financial planning will tell you that. Um, but then, the I think in this new business cycle. You want to be fully invested. Now, if you're not invested, I think it's a big mistake to sit on your hands and, and you know, and wait, try to wait it out. And, and oftentimes what we subscribe to is, look, if you want to be invested in AI, take a third of the money that you want to put in AI and invest it today. Just plug your nose and do it. Keep two thirds out. And then the next time we have a market correction, which is pretty common, right? Every three or four months, you get these pullbacks. Then you go ahead and you deploy more money into those positions. So basically, you're in the fashion of dollar cost averaging. So to mitigate the risk of coming in, you know, really at the exact wrong time. So phase the money in if you're not in now. And don't just focus, you know, of course, we think it's an AI tech-led bull market. Um, we think you should be overweight tech. But, you know, we ourselves are in healthcare. We're industrial companies, financials. You know, we're diversified with a higher correlate, higher sort of uh, weighting, if you will, to that tech uh, AI-led type company. Mm -hmm. and, and when you're talking about AI companies, are you talking about the chip makers? Are you talking about companies like Microsoft that have their own um, generative AI platforms? What, what exactly are you referring to? And is there a specific group that you might be looking at? Yeah, I think, I think, you know, in the early part of any transformation of technology story, you want to own the picks and shovels, right? The, the companies that are making it happen, like the NVIDIAs, the AMDs, um, or even go overseas to the ASMLs or the Taiwan semis. Those are sort of the bedrock, you know, picks and shovels. And then the next step, you know, the companies that are leveraging AI the, AI the most are the Microsofts and the Amazons. So they're in the tech or telecom space but they're not making those parts, they're leveraging them. And that's what you're gonna get the best bang for your buck. And, and obviously that's what's been happening in the market in what I call the first phase, and that's where we are today. So yes, you, you should really have both. What about some of the buyers of technology? You mentioned healthcare earlier, or certainly other names. Walmart comes to mind. These are may not be traditional technology companies, but these are organizations that are starting to harness the power of AI. Uh, they'll be making investments in AI now if they haven't already done so. Should should we look at also those types of companies as well? Yeah, and I, I think that you know investors should really look at those. I mean, these stocks are, haven't gone up a whole lot in the last year and a half, so they're trading at ridiculously low multiples. 
and they've got their costs all handled because they've reduced costs in the last couple of years. And now they're going to go embrace AI, which is going to increase their profit margins. So absolutely, biotech, healthcare in general, financial companies, industrial companies, uh, right across the board. And that's why I think it's going to be, yeah, last year was led by the Magnificent Seven stocks. I think this year and future years, you're going to see a broad rise in, in markets across the sector. So you can be nicely diversified uh, and still have really good growth in your portfolio. So to summarize, uh, James, you know, technology has been uh, leading the market for many, many years now. We should expect more of the same in the future with technology being a big driver, but AI will be in that driver's seat, so to speak. Yeah, you got it. You know, and, and there's going to be bumps and wiggles along the way. So investors should, you know, should recognize, um, you know, the, these things, trees don't grow to the sky. As they say. Um, and, you know, it's important, uh, particularly in our work where we own individual securities, you know, to listen to conference calls, make sure the company is, you know, hitting in all cylinders and they haven't, you know, made any uh, mistakes. And, and uh, but yeah, we think that um, you know, technology and, and all the things that can affect, which is most things, uh, are going to do real well. Excellent. Looking forward to this uh, tech-led super cycle driven by AI. Thank you so much, James, for coming on the Early Bird Podcast to discuss what's happening in the market right now. Before we wrap up our discussion, I just have one final question for you, James, and it's the most important question for today's discussion. That question for you, James, is if you had your own late-night talk show who do you invite as your first guest? I would invite, oh, wow, that's a good question. And, and I'm glad you didn't ask me before we got on the interview. Um, you know, I guess it has to be someone living. Well, I, I, it could be somebody living or no longer living, but it's certainly would be more of a traditional situation if it was somebody living, but I'll leave it up to you. Let's stick to that. Well, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big music fan, so I, all, I, all I think about right away is that. And uh, I think about a cultural great writer who plays great music, and I would probably get uh, Sting to, to be on there my talk show first because he could play for us. He could talk about how well he writes and give it a really nice round interview. Thank you again to James Demert for sharing your insights on the stock market. And thank you to everyone for listening to today's discussion. We'll be back next week for another episode of Early Bird. Have a great day. Music.